In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. Dear faithful, you got it. Jesus is a sower. Jesus is a sower who goes out to sow. He sows himself like a grain of wheat. He sows his word, his grace, his body, his blood. Holy he is and holy has, as he tries to implant within us and within the world. But the way we respond to those gifts varies. God's word is like a seed. God's word has great power that is not visible or immediately evident. This power is a capacity to change human lives if the seed is received and accepted. Jesus scatters his word, his grace, his saving deeds over all four kinds of people, represented by the respective soil samples. We see all four soul types among his first listeners and among people today. First, we saw in many of the scribes and the Pharisees the hardened soul that totally resisted Jesus' words and the testimony of his miracles, closing their ears, closing their hearts to his message, and actually accusing him of working his miracles not by God's power, but in the name of the devil. No matter what Jesus said, no matter how he said it, no matter how he backed it up by deeds, they were not going to listen and be touched and converted. The evil one, as Jesus mentioned in the parable, would come to snatch the seed away before it could ever get planted. We find this hardened soul, closed and stubborn hearts in many sinners who resist any call to conversion. We see the rocky and superficial soil in the people from whom Jesus worked the miracle of the multiplication of the loaves and fish, for example. They were people of goodwill. They listened to Jesus for hours. They even followed him after the miracle along the entire upper lip of the Sea of Galilee. But most of them, people of goodwill, abandoned Jesus as soon as he asked them to believe something they found hard. His teaching on the Eucharist. That to have life, 
we need to eat his flesh and drink his blood. There were people of goodwill. They were, they were willing to listen to Jesus' word for a time. But when he asked them to do something that made them uncomfortable, their faith declined and died. We find the rocky and superficial soul in those who approach the word of God to be entertained rather than to be changed, to be converted. They judge everything on whether they like it or dislike it. They sadly bear no fruit because they don't allow the gospel to go deeply. Their faith is based primarily on emotion and feeling rather than on knowledge and deep, deep, deep conviction. When troubles come, they are easily discouraged and turn to earthly satisfactions. Now, the seed that falls into ground covered with thorns stands for those who are preoccupied with the pleasures of this world. The seed initially takes fruit, but it is crushed. Crushed and suffocated by the thorns, namely by the slavery of this world. An example of this would be students from good, strong Catholic families who go to college and lose their faith. Finally, dear friends, we see the good soil in so many saints, in the lives of our patron saints, and so more. Those who bore abundant fruit by allowing God to work through them. It's always a delight to find this soil, which Jesus says produces not just a little fruit, but 30, 60, or 100 fold. The seed that falls on good ground refers to those who are truly seeking to find God and to do His will. They receive the world with joy and beg God to have the grace to understand it and to put it in practice. In this ground, dear friends, the seed flourishes and produces fruit in proportion to the way in which it is received. One who ponders the word of God in his heart, as Mary did, in time will grow holy and become a real disciple of Jesus Christ. Two principles are involved here. There must be effort on our part and cooperation with God's grace, which is offered to all. For God desires the salvation of all.
In the epistle of today, we see what God's word accomplished in St. Paul. Dear friends, the parable of the sower is directed to each one of us, to you and me. We can examine ourselves on how we respond to the word of God. Yes, the four responses to that word can be four different types of people. That's true. But the four responses can also be found in each one of us as we respond the word of God in different aspects of our life and over the course of our life. Parables test us, challenges us to see whether we are going to engage them or blow them off. That's why Jesus uses them. And so the question is, how much work are we willing to put in today and as we approach Lent? Really, to let his word and work take deep root in us. How much are we going to strive to pray as he prays, to fast as he fasts, to love as he loves, to sacrifice as he lovingly gives of himself? Today in the episode, we can see it, we can see in it St. Paul's incredible responsiveness to God's action in his life. How after the Lord appeared to him outside the city of Damascus, he totally converted. We see today the enormous sufferings he was willing to undergo for the one who had died for him. We see how responsive he was when he begged the Lord to take away the thorn in his flesh. What is the thorn in St. Paul's flesh? We don't know. It's either a physical illness or perhaps a person who was a long-standing detractor. We don't know. But when the Lord replied, my grace is enough, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness, St. Paul then boasted of his weakness. The last point is Jesus calls us to proclaim the gospel to every creature to everyone. At some time in our life, perhaps, we were filled with zeal and tried only to have very little to show for it. That can leave us discouraged, as if we are somehow a failure. But today's parable is meant to be as consoling for us we are called to sow Jesus and his word. Sometimes, if 
he doesn't take, if he doesn't bear fruit, it is not because we did not so well, but because the seed fell on hardened, rocky, or thorny soil. Our job is to not be discouraged. Our job is to keep on sowing. Because, dear friends, eventually miracles can happen. We remember what happened in the soil of St. Paul. If anyone was rigid, it was he. If anyone was cruel, it was he. When he was presiding over the stoning of St. Stephen in Jerusalem, he enjoyed to see St. Stephen suffering. He enjoyed it. He loved it. And hearing St. Stephen's last words, trusting his spirit to Jesus and praying that God not hold his executioners responsible, little did he think that that prayer would become efficacious. But it did. Sometimes seeds can stick around. They might not take at first, but they might take later. As we approach Lent and the spiritual reset button God gives, it's important for us to put out into the deep waters again, counting on God's grace to endure what we have to, like St. Paul did, to share the gift of the faith with others. Today at Mass, Jesus has sown his word into us and awaits our response. As we prepare for Lent in 10 days, let us learn from St. Paul how to embrace these with a generous and good heart, and like him, bear good fruits. Lord, we are here before you. Grant that our hearts may be good ground, ready to receive the seed of your divine word, and ready, and ready to bring forth abundant fruit of good works through goodwill and perseverance. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.